But I guess that was mm-hmm. kind of smart, you know, sort of hiding in a public eye kind of thing. It was believable because there is that sort of segment of ultra rich Africans that you you see on Instagram. Yes. Uh, that flaunt their riches and and you could you could kind of relate to say, okay, maybe he might be one of those uh, that you know sort of either made it or came from a wealthy uh, background. And then you could you could yeah. just sort of relate to that. Okay, fine. Yeah, well, you know, he's he's another one of those, and you know, you don't contest it. You don't you don't sp- uh, you know think that this is this it is not legit. It seems legit enough. Yeah. Yeah, it seems yeah. legit enough, right? So for anyone listening, always be diligent. <laughs> the internet is yeah. not a safe place. <laughs> it's not a safe place. Don't, no. don't believe what you see. Definitely don't. Unlike yeah. Khan Mirza, who's the sort of complete opposite of. Yeah. Hush puppy, where mm-hmm. where he did everything sort of behind closed doors in secret, literally hush style. <laughs> he <laughs> was hush. He was yeah. the literal hush uh, version <laughs> of hush puppy. <laughs> hush puppy should be loud puppy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and this guy yeah. comes actually. If you read about him in the news, there's not much. There's not much connected to him. I mean, even the even the news about him is somewhat uh, stunted. But that, but mm-hmm. he's done just as much uh, uh, damage as Hush Puppy, if not more. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, going around town saying that you're worth $500 million, um, you know, that's a bold statement to make. I mean, a big lie to make. It's so big that people cannot contest mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it's not just like, you yeah. know, a few little lies. It's like massive lies. It's like, yeah, I am worth this much. I'm connected to this so-and-so. And who's to say that you're not? Yeah. No yeah. one wants to get That's, caught in defamation. And I think his, he, and his, his approach was different too. His was very, this business savvy guru approach to things. Yes. Where so you know, he's in the networking we, circles, he's in the business circles yeah. from what I understood. Yeah. So just a quick question, which I have, because I know one of the things that he had was this investment scheme called a leverage program. And it's one of those things that when I first kind of read about it, it feels like, you know, when you're on the internet and you see this make money from home or make $30,000 a year from home, um, Mm-hmm. Are, is this illegal to do this in the UAE, Ahmed? Is it illegal to have these kinds of, um, you know, promotions for these kinds of schemes? Online? Make money from home schemes? I yeah, mean- so it, I think it's a puns. I think it's more of like a pyramid scheme because members joined and they paid 5,000 pounds to join and then they had to recruit other people to join. And it was sort of like this. Oh yeah. That's a definite, Um, definite multi-level marketing. I mean, I mean, for someone that has a a company named international success group, okay. And a cryptocurrency called Habibi coin. I mean, come on, that's a total giveaway. (laughs) If you come up with a cryptocurrency, why would you call it anything but Habibi coin? I mean, I know about Dubai coin, but Habibi coin. You had every option available to you. <laughs> you know, but the, you really played the on way, the stereotype. I'm, I'm so sorry to say it, but the list of people who are victims to his scam is quite long. And so I guess, you know, and the, these are the, successful business people like those who it, had the funds really, to be able to yeah. invest. Right. So part of I believe what the show is about is also deterring people from from, you know, getting into a legal mess as and not just yes. resolving the the legal issues that we uh that we get to see and the questions that um, that, that we face preventative 
And, and one of them is not to get caught up in the wrong transactions and the wrong deals, which are sort of rampant in Dubai. I mean, if you don't, if you're not careful and if you don't, if you don't question every deal, uh, every, you know, every company, it's easy to fall into that trap. I mean, what this guy, Kamirza did is that he pretty much followed in the footsteps of Bernie Madoff and, yeah. you know, he, I don't know if, I don't know if Bernie Madoff had a book, I don't know if he does, but he literally were, you know, uh, step-by-step went by what, what Bernie Madoff did, which is basically creating that sort of aura, lar- larger than life aura of himself, that mm-hmm. he's not to be questioned, um, that mm-hmm. he is doing you a favor by by you committing your money to him, your hard-earned money. Um, and if you are, if you question him, he will use intimidation tactics, FOMO, and he will also berate your financial literacy and the literacy of your wow. friends and your family, um, you know, making making you feel inferior in the process um, uh, in the event you doubt him. And I think when you're in that circle, in that circle and you see him and the people that he's connected to, you don't want to be that person to say, no, 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 you're, you know, what you're saying is BS and it's not true. And it's so yeah. hard. Uh, it's easy now yeah, that it, it is. Uh, yeah, now that yeah, it's on the news. Oh yeah, you you could see. Oh, I could have seen it from a mile away. But really, <laughs> yeah. but could you have baby coin? <laughs> Habibi coin? <laughs> like, could, you know? <laughs> yeah, could you? Yeah, I mean that's but that's actually that's actually the core of what we're trying to do here. So, um, realistically speaking, when it comes to matters of money and matters of, like legal matters, it is really important for you to exercise what we know as common sense and stick to that gut instinct. Because if it sounds too good yeah. to be true, it usually it is. And the not is way too good to be true. And I think that's what we can learn from, you know, what we're seeing in the news today. But I don't see Definitely. the thing is some people some people don't even know about this stuff because they're on TikTok. This is the, <laughs> they're living their lives on TikTok. <laughs> Ahmed, do you have a do you have an opinion on TikTok? Like what's the deal yeah, with TikTok? I do. Actually, um I have a lot of opinions about TikTok. I think <laughs> Go for it. Which, many of them are actually pretty good. I mean, when we when I first started going on TikTok, TikTok uh, with my wife, I was like, oh, you know, you know, we just spend like sort of hours going through people's profiles and just basically making fun of them, making fun of all the all the stuff that people are doing. And see, <laughs> I remember remembering yeah. what you said um, when when you know, I think uh, during Ramadan, saying you know, TikTok has now become the CPE of the millennial. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it lives you know, there forever, like, my friends. Like, you know, but then, but but is it good or bad for the UAE? Like, this is the question that I have as yeah. like cyber security is increasing. A you good know? question. And then, and then I, you know, after sifting through all the sort of the funny Indian cheesy TikTok videos and you know the girly videos and all that stuff, you start going through you know the ones where people actually want to deliver value over the platform, which mm-hmm. is, um, which came about so quickly within in a matter of uh, two or three months when, when TikTok exploded. You know, people started putting, you know, all kinds of like life advice, um, nutrition yeah. and, and stock, uh, stock advice. I'm following people that, that, that basically advise on, you know, uh, st- uh, investments, investments in your, in yourself. Mm-hmm. Say what? Yeah. It's. Yo, I didn't even know that existed on TikTok. Oh yeah. And I'm following these people. Like I'm, I'm actually going through their posts and, you know, uh, you know, they would, they would, uh, get you to, they would show you like some of the best uh, websites to follow or refer from, you know, if you want to watch the market. All that, uh, all that stuff. And it gets, it's actually getting really impressive. Chiropractors, doctors Mm. are on it. Um, 
this is this is definitely going to be much better than Instagram. And the thing about Instagram that I didn't like at all is that it promoted a type of culture that was completely unattainable uh, by millennial standards. I'm not saying by you know, mm. but people over the age of 40 or 50 would actually do have the money to flaunt and, you know, and, and, and show off. No, I'm saying sort of people up to the age of 35, where they were just sort of started starting with their careers. And all of a sudden you have perfect life, money, cars, women, perfect yes, body, yes. everything. The highlight reel. Everyone has it. How, how is that even possible? Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, unless, unless you, you're, you're curating your life. In, in this perfect, you know, diamond-like yes. fashion. But TikTok yeah. is not exactly like that. TikTok doesn't give you the chance to show off that like that. It's so short. And, and I think maybe TikTok probably learned from, from Instagram that, you know, if you, you, you want to put out good content out there, it has to be valuable. It has to be something that people could use. Yeah. So are no, there I any legal TikToks? Remastered it at are some there- point. <laughs> What? Oh, uh, let's not. Okay, so what I did may have been illegal. Uh, Ahmed, is Remastered this legal? TikTok. I set up a TikTok about my friend. <laughs> Ahmed, is this legal? I set up a I set up a TikTok <laughs> about my friend. I was documenting his life, and he didn't know that the TikTok existed in his name oh and was god. gaining quite a following. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> The moment, the moment he found out, I eventually told him because, you know, people set up, you know, accounts for their babies, their dogs, not for yeah. your friend. Who no, we did know. one for our friends. Please don't do right? it. And, and let's be honest. Please don't do by, it. By episode, <laughs> He's like, don't probably do by it. episode no. three, by the third video, it's not even an episode, just by the third video, Reem was hitting, by the way, like seven, 8,000 views. Yeah, Let's, yeah, yeah. I was picking she him up. She mastered it. Yeah, I yeah. Did. Don't do it, please. Zanis, what are you going to do? Okay. Once we're done with this podcast, you're going you're gonna <laughs> to hand over the account to your friend or delete it entirely, okay, please. I, I deleted it entirely. I yeah. deleted it entirely because he found out. Because he found out and then the fun got taken out of it. But for anyone listening, don't make fake accounts do of your it. friends Man. and grow a following that they may or may not want later on. Yeah. But don't, don't do that. Yeah. That's like illegal. Anyway. Anyways, <laughs> don't do what I did. Do what Ahmed says. <laughs> okay. So, let, OT, let's go into our first question and move away from the illegal things I've done. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So, all right. First question we've got. So, due to COVID, I decided not to renew my lease at my apartment that I was living in. They were allowing me to pay on a monthly basis. So, I owed them 8000 for the last month. They have a security deposit for 3000 and I told them that I can pay the remaining five over three months. I've kept my side of the bargain. I've moved out and I've paid the first installment. Now, they just sent me an email saying that they are taking me to court if I don't pay, if I don't pay that 5000 today. What can I do? Well, did they agree in over uh, WhatsApp or email that, this, that, the, that the payment is going to be done over a certain period of time? Or is it something that, you know... That they just you know talked about it verbally. Do you want? Do you know? Um, my under, my understanding. So I actually know this listener, and my understanding is that there was an email exchange, and they seem to have reneged on the email exchange. So there was an email exchange between them, and then when once he moved out, they said, "No, you have to pay it today." They kind of started strongholding him at some uh, point. How convenient! How convenient for people to agree something and then in a you know sort of actually <laughs> you know what I changed my mind everybody. <laughs> You know, it changes the mind. He vacated the apartment. Yeah, he vacated the apartment and everything. No, you you fall back onto the onto the initial agreement that you had, uh, and mm-hmm. they 
whatever whatever changes that the uh, the landlord had you know decided they don't apply because the email confirmation is uh, um, was the standard it, it set the the bar so mm-hmm. as long as the tenant adheres to that then it's okay and plus i mean it's a, it's a small amount probably one is not worth it landlord's time for him to fight over <laughs> in, in the rent dispute committee um i'd say a minimum of you know 10 10 or 20,000 would be something that, that you know they'll they'll do something about but I mean, the landlord should just wait, wait it out for, until until the tenant pays because it's COVID. People have to wait. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everyone yeah. has to wait. Everyone. So it's uh, it's typical for them to do so. So yeah, I mean, ideally, uh, sorry, initially, yeah, the tenant can can disregard the, this threat and keep on paying as a you know. Okay. A good, go. yeah. That's good to know. Thank good you for know. that. But I mean, with oh yeah, before the second question. But that's a lot of a lot of tenants are facing mm-hmm. issues now, difficulties with landlords. This is this is happening, right? It's real. It is real. So that landlord should also consider. Yeah. I mean, this you know that the COVID crisis is is you know taking a toll on everybody. Anyway, second yeah. question. Well, yes, and I agree. So, le- le- by the way, there's your answer. It's pretty clear. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, second question. I have a clothing wholesale line, and I want to start supplying to a certain retail outlet. The retail outlet is asking that I extend to them a credit of 60 days for payment. Is there any way I can perform a background check on a company to know if it's reliable? Mm. Background checks are relatively difficult to obtain. I mean... Uh, sort of official background check. So unlike other countries or in the US and the UK, where you could get a, a credit rating report directly from the government, mm-hmm. um, you won't be able to, you, you don't have access to such a report here unless you request the uh, the company to obtain it themselves, which they rarely ever agree to, right? I mean, it's, yeah. you know, from the Etihad Credit Bureau, but, that, but that's uh, that's the name of the game in this country. You know, yeah. the, the the trust factor has to be there for, for companies to do business, which um, kind of restricts barriers to entry in a way. But um, if you want to perform a background check on a company, ideally what would be best is for, to, for that person to fill out as many, as many KYC forms as possible, you know, to understand the legitimacy of the business, how old it is, how many customers it has, if it has any references from the customers, know your customer. So... Uh, you need to have your own internal uh, checks and balances to to figure mm-hmm. out that this person, this company that you're dealing with, whether they're uh, legitimate their own rights. Um, you can perform yes. sort of unofficial checks on on them on on Google and you know to find out, or maybe even you know speak to their uh, procurement managers and understand you know how do their payment mechanics work? Do they pay on time? Um, have they faced issues in the past? You know, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you don't, you don't ever try and try a company out by, by giving a massive, a massive transaction, uh, from day one, you start off slowly and you build that sort of trust factor, uh, between, between you and the, yourself and the company and make sure that you, you have a, a, a point of contact with the decision maker, someone who can push yeah. with a push of a button can, can release payment. If you don't have that, it's already a red flag. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Right. Or at least someone who, who makes it, who yeah. influences, because this is what I realize is, you know, a lot of companies are sort of suffering because of this. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So get as close as possible to a key decision maker who can release payment, because that's actually something that we don't necessarily think about as we enter into the, a new market. Mm-hmm. The market looks completely different now. Um, and 90 day and 60 day credit um, requests will be a normal thing. But how you manage them is your your business will live or die on how you manage the, those requests, I think. Yeah. So get as close as yeah. possible to the source. You need to get you need to get to the source. Exactly. Yeah. Because these companies can make or break you, you know? Yeah, yeah. definitely. And question, definitely. F- question for clarification. Um, what was, what's the KYC? Uh, know your customer. Okay. Yeah. So, wh- and where can people find that? Um, I mean, it's a, it, it, sort of KYC forms are quite pervasive in the financial uh, industry. Banking and finance companies, they use it all the time. And they develop their own internal uh, forms. Which is, which is what we all do when we uh, uh, sign up to open a bank account or, or obtain a credit card, right? And this is something that, that now is being implemented across other industries, um, especially sort of general trading and so on, where, where, where there's a lot of credit that's being uh, put out on the market. Uh, because what the, a, lot of the, a lot of the big companies in Dubai, they, they act as creditors to suppliers, yeah. and, sorry, to the customers. So they, they're effectively financial companies <laughs> or banks. In essence, yes. Yeah. In essence, they yeah. are. So, yeah. And that's a, that's a liability we take on to play the game. That's mm-hmm. the truth of it. You know? Definitely. Yeah. All right. Question three. I got fired on the 25th of June. And on the 25th of July is my next installment uh, date for my loan. But I have no money to cover that installment. And my flight back home is on the 1st of August. Will they stop me at the airport is the first part of the question. And then should I call them before and tell them to um, to cover that installment with my EOS fee? And is that even possible? Okay. So I'm assuming EOSB is end of service benefits, right? After yes. being fired. Correct. Okay, well... My first question is, if you don't have any money to cover your next installment, uh, where is all the money that you spent in before? I mean, that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's something I just, I'm just that's wondering. That's rhetorical. It's rhetorical. <laughs> that's like, a rhetorical what? question. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that well has always been dry? I mean, I don't know. But um, <laughs> look, if you, if you don't have to cover your next installment because you got fired and you have your end of service benefits coming up, um, yeah, make it, make sh- be sure that the bank will freeze that, uh, uh, that package of benefits and and liquidate it for for the sake of the of covering whatever outstanding loan that you have, um, but before doing so, you could definitely get in touch with the bank and say, "Look, I don't have time. I don't have the the, the money to cover uh, the next installment. How about you you take the end of service benefits and you cut it up over the next few months or however however long the mm-hmm. um, the package covers, and at the same time, give me a break on the interest, give me a discount on the interest, right?" The banks won't usually uh, give a discount on the principal. They may defer the payment to the principal, but not give a discount on it mm-hmm. because that's not that's not negotiable, right? Um, uh, they make money on the interest. So you you tell them, yeah, give me a break on the interest and and defer the loan by uh, by paying off the uh, the outstanding in installments as per the EOS, as how mu- however much the USP is uh, is worth, and hope that you'll be able to pay it off back here back when you're home. You will not get stopped at the airport because usually banks will wait until two, three or more um, uh, missed installments until they decide to take 
action against you uh, in the form of a mm-hmm. criminal complaint or travel ban. So you, sh- you won't be worried. Uh, you, should, you shouldn't be, uh, you know, stopped at the airport um, if you travel in August because that's too early. That's too early. Even, yeah, you know, you won't be missing a payment anyway because they'll take that uh, USB. Good to know. Yeah. That's that's very clear. You're not going to get stopped. That's yeah. really what they. Yeah, heard exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to get stopped. That's the heart of it. That's the heart. If of you it. intend on coming, if you intend on coming yeah. back to town, you better make that payment. That's right. And obviously, yeah. it, that is something that you will. So, please do make sure you close everything before you go because it is something that w- might you know um, prevent you from coming back into the country so make a plan mm-hmm. about how you'd like to return i think that's more important at the moment that's right we have and, an article uh, this, this, definitely. yeah go no, on please go ahead no we have an article about things to do before you leave the uae so we'll put that out and uh and share it that's on your your website uh it's ready but i'm i'm not so sure if he published it or not i'll have to check yeah when you do let us know and we'll link it we'll link it to this uh yeah and I think by the time this episode goes live, we will probably have that. I think it should be yes. ready. So we'll add that link to the show notes for sure. All right. Sweet. So that wraps up this week's session of Legal-ish. Thank you, Ahmed. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Reem. I'm not going to get stopped at the air. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not me. I did the illegal thing. The I did the previous illegal yeah. thing, not this one. <laughs> yeah. Re- so um, if you do have TikToks of your friends, please do take it down. Yeah, take them down. If the if your friends don't know, take them down, please. <laughs> please take it down. Or just let your friends know. Since they're your friends, they'll probably laugh it off, but let them know. Don't let them find out any other way. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll definitely be back next week to answer more legal questions. And if you guys got any, do slide in our DMs or drop us an email to hello at thecanmedia.com. And as always, we do keep it anonymous. Salam. Salam. Thank you. Salam. Salam.